0: Dear Santa, up there in your little Santa workshop at the North Pole, I'm pretty sure that's north, I don't know, Uh, I've been really good this year, I was a good, good little boy, did nothing wrong, all the right things, I'm always good, I'm amazing, I know, I get it, if you could find it in your just, your holly jolly Santa heart to deliver this one thing, just one thing, that's it, that's all I need i would be very happy and that one thing would be a win for the new york jets just one i'm not being greedy they don't need any others just the one and the top draft pick of course because you know it's no point but that's all i need that's all if you can make that happen big man Oh, I'd be the happiest little boy in the world. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. And yes, I still refer to myself as a little boy, even though I'm nearly 30. Today on the show, we're going to talk all about Alex Smith and his little loophole from last week. Yeah, we're going to chat about that. Of course, we have to get into all the NBA stuff because it's right around the corner. Winter meetings for baseball came and went, and we really saw nothing from it. And of course, we have to poke fun at the city of Boston and its fans. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. With me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, first off, welcome, welcome. We're the only podcast out there that could say we're so exclusive, we only get about 100 listeners a week. So, put that in your pipe, Grandma. Okay, well, now that I've insulted half of America... Uh, let's start the show. If you like what you hear, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on all your favorite podcasting apps, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, the uh, the uh, The list goes on. And you can email me directly, sports 3 xpodcast at gmail.com. So, how have you guys been? Uh, hunting season... Was here, uh and now it's gone. So that kind of took up a lot of my time the last couple weeks. Plus, we had that Thanksgiving thing. Have you? Did you guys do anything for that? No, because it's COVID, and COVID sucks. It's almost over, friends. Next year, we're all going to be vaccinated. Maybe I'll have a tail. Who knows? But it's going to happen, and I cannot wait for it, friends. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend of doing nothing. It's amazing. I did a lot of yard work and tuned up my lawnmower, so I can be happy with that. I hope you guys can be too. All right, why don't we do this? Because uh, it it's time to talk sports. What do you think? You're you're down with that? I'm down with that. All right, so. Before we go into this week's NFL games, scores, standings, whatever, I just briefly let's go back to last week. The Alex Smith loophole. So uh Washington, for those who don't know, Washington played the Steelers last week. With just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, I'm sorry, in the first half, there were seven couple seconds left. Alex Smith takes a seven yard loss so now there are seven seconds on the clock alex smith has no timeouts alex smith realizes that there's there's no way that he can get his kicking team on the field to try and kick a field goal so what does he do and i, I kind of love this he takes the ball goes to the sideline now there's he, and, and i don't i don't want to say he hid the ball but um Essentially, the refs couldn't find another one. And so they used an administrative, uh, it was they call it an administrative issue, um, and that stopped the clock with six sec- 6.5 seconds left. So Alex Smith forced a, cl- a clock stoppage. By stealing the ball, I, honestly, I think it's a clever move. Now the NFL is going to nip this thing in the butt. You know, they're, obviously they have to award him because he didn't break any rules. Uh, so that loophole is going to be sealed very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that, I thought that was pretty interesting. So I just wanted to bring that up because uh, that was a pretty cool little uh, move there. So let's look at this week's. Games. Lot of scores. Let's let's start with the Patriots and the Rams. Rams won Thursday night 24-3. Easy victory. The Titans, they got a win over the Jaguars 31 to 10. Titans remain in first place in their division. Buccaneers beat the Vikings. Oh my gosh. Dan Bailey for the Vikings missed four kicks. Four kicks for the guy. I, I don't do I have his uh stats up here. Uh, I don't. Yeah, 0 for 3 for field goals. Uh, I mean, that is just brutal. So uh, with that, now the Vikings have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. That's a huge loss, one that they shouldn't have taken. Chiefs and the Dolphins. Chiefs started a little slow, uh, but then they brought it together. 33. 33- 33 to 27 Pat Mahomes had three interceptions in that game. Broncos and Panthers, Broncos got the win 32-27. Bears beating the Texans 36-7. Cardinals got a win over the Giants 26-7. Cowboys beat the Bengals 32-7. And uh Andy Dalton two touchdowns in that game for Dallas. The Colts oh by against his former team. That you know that's why I Brought up Andy Dalton. Sorry, the Colts they got a win over the Raiders, 44 to 27. Not an expected result. I think everybody thought the Raiders were going to come out on this one, but the Colts just wiped the floor. Phillip Rivers, 244 yards, two touchdowns, 150 yards for uh, the the wide right receiver Jonathan Taylor. Fantastic. I'm sorry, <laughs> running back, 150 yards rushing for Jonathan Taylor. Oh man, the Jets. 40-3, a loss to the Seahawks. Not what we like to see. Packers got a win over the Lions, 31-24. Falcons lose to the Chargers, 20-17. Uh, Washington football team beats the 49ers, 23-15. Dwayne Haskin had to take over for Alex Smith, who went down with an injury. Hopefully it's not severe, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens on that one. So Alex Smith left uh, midway through the game. Uh, Saints losing to the Eagles. Of all the, of all the wins for the Eagles to get to beat the Saints 24 21, I gotta give them credit for that one. That was a tough game. Well fought. Go Birds. And uh Steelers and, and uh, Bills they're playing right now, and then tomorrow you got the Ravens and the Browns, which should be somewhat interesting game. Let's take a look at those standings. So uh Buffalo, uh <clears throat> well let's let's start with this. We'll look at the AFC first. You have Buffalo at nine and three. Miami's eight and five. Uh, New England's six and seven. Uh, and then the Jets, who are officially eliminated. <laughs> Not that you should be surprised by that. Are O and thirteen. <clears throat> Pittsburgh clinches a playoff spot. They're eleven and one right now. Cleveland's nine and three. Baltimore seven and five. And the Bengals are two ten and one. Also eliminated. Uh, in the AFC South, you have the Tennessee Titans. They're nine and four, tied with the Colts at nine and four. Houston's four and nine. Jacksonville's one and two. Kansas City clinches. They're twelve and one. Vegas is seven and six. Denver's five and eight. And the Chargers are four and nine. Chargers do not have a chance to win. So, if the playoffs were to end right now, you'd have Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City. And then you'd have Cleveland and Indianapolis. So, uh, some interesting games right there. I'm still liking Kansas City as your your top team. You know, my issue with, with the Steelers. Yes, they're good. Yes, they're 11-1. Oh, but they really haven't beaten any great opponents. Can I pull up their schedule here? I'm not sure if I can. Let's see. Let's see what uh, what this will allow me to do. All right. So, here are the teams they beat this year. The Giants, the the Broncos, the Texans, uh, the Eagles, the Browns, the Titans, the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Bengals, Jacksonville, the Jaguars, and then the Ravens again until they lost to Washington, right? None of those, not a single one of those, I'm sorry, Tennessee, that's the only one that's a playoff team. Not a single one of those is even close. You know, the Giants maybe because of their division, um, Baltimore has a chance, but in all all realistic-tism, that's a word. We're just making things up. The Steelers really have not played a true opponent. I want to see them play, you know, New Orleans. I want to see them play Kansas City. And if they go toe-to-toe against Pat Mahomes, Kansas City's going to destroy them. I really think KC is going to another Super Bowl. And I think they're the team to beat, but let's take a look at the NFC here. Uh for the NFC East Washington, I'm sorry, Washington is 6 and 7. Huh, playoff team. The only one that beat the Steelers. Wow, 6 and 7, they could go in with a winning record, maybe. Uh, the Giants are five and eight. Phillies four and eight. Dallas is uh, four eight and one. Dallas is four and nine. In the North, you have Green Bay at ten and three. Minnesota seven six and seven. Chicago six and seven. All right, Chicago. Everyone forgets that they started the season like five and one, and then pooped the bed. Uh, Detroit, they are five and eight. Uh, the NFC South, you have New Orleans is ten and three. Tampa is eight and five. Atlanta is 4-9, but eliminated, and Carolina is 4-9. And in the NFC West, you have the Rams at 9-4, Seattle's 9-4, Arizona's 7-6, and San Francisco is 5-8. Playoffs end right now. Who are your teams? Washington, Green Bay, New Orleans, uh, the Rams in Los Angeles, and then you have the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. So Tom Brady would just squeak into the playoffs. This is a bit of a tougher uh tougher conference. Um I like that, you know, New Orleans and Green Bay are probably your two best teams. You know, Seattle is always competitive. The Rams are looking okay right now. I know they were the team to beat like two years ago, but uh you know, I, I think it could be any one of those four. I don't Tampa Bay you know Tom Brady is not the same guy. He's shown a lot of uh has a lot of poise. They have great weapons for him, but the Bucks have been so hit or miss this year. I just don't think they have what it takes. And whoever comes out on top of the NFC East, let's go with Washington right now, they don't stand a chance. So yeah, I think Green Bay, New Orleans, Rams, Seattle, any one of those I think could play Stunner here and come out on top. All right, uh, Steelers clinched. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs clinched. We talked about Dwayne Haskins. We talked about the Vikings. Oh, yeah, Jamal Adams set a record against his former team, the New York Jets, for uh, most sacks, right? 8.5. 8.5, and that is a... Yeah, single, sorry, uh, single season record for defensive back, 8.5. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Sucked for the for the Jets. You had to get rid of him, although I'm sure he was fired up to pound the living snot out of them. New York, another failure. Oh, and guess what? They still haven't fired Adam Gase. By the way, uh, the Patriots officially lost seven games this season, and this, this sweet little meme came up. The last time the Patriots lost seven regular season games was December 22nd, 2002. A lot of twos in there. Uh, At the time, the number one movie uh, was The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Great movie. Number one song was Eminem's Lose Yourself. Great song. Tom Brady started 29 career games. And Kyler Murray, the starting quarterback right now for the Cardinals, (laughs) was five years old. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I I just happened to catch this meme today, and I, I just had to show it off so there we go alright let's move on to the NBA Russell Westbrook is uh, moving in in Washington uh, Bradley Beal sent a, uh, a tweet the other day of himself in DC's locker room and noticed that his shoes basically took up the entire locker room uh, so Russell Westbrook is moving in hopefully he's got it in the tank to you know him and Beal He'll have Bradley Beal is Bradley not the same Caliber as James Harden. So, you know, I'm not expecting I'm not expecting the, the Wizards to be a phenomenal team, but they'll definitely be a playoff team with those two together. And maybe it'll make Beal better. Unlike John Wall, who didn't help. Alright, Steph Curry um is back on the court for the Warriors. 10 points in 21 minutes. Not as usual, but he's warming up the guys and played in quite some time. Uh, James Harden and PJ Tucker are expected to return to practice on Monday. How long James Harden is practicing with the team is hard hard to say at this moment. Uh, They are still actively shopping him. The 76ers remain the number one contender because they have a piece and it's possible that that piece is Ben Simmons. I really find it hard that the Sixers get James Harden and don't give up either Embiid or Simmons. Of the two, Simmons is not a great shooter. So you want to keep Embiid, even though his body's basically become yogurt in the last couple of years. Um, <clears throat> I, we'll see what happens there. Kyrie Irving uh, returns to the court along with Kevin Durant, 33 points in the first half half for the two of them. I did not get to see how the second half went. Let's see if we can get those stats right now. Let's see what's the score of the Nets game. I think the the season's, uh, the season's really heating up. Oh good, they won. Season's really starting to heat up now that we're in preseason mode. We're getting a chance to see them play. Yeah, so, yeah, so 33 points. They only played Irving only played 18 minutes, Kevin Durant played 24 minutes, but they both looked really good during the time. Remember, it's it's preseason, a lot of stuff can happen. And the Knicks won their first game and looked really good doing it. I'm Sorry, I just had to slide that in there. But, but it doesn't mean anything for what the regular season holds. So, you know, what's important to take here is that, you know, Kurt, Irving and Durant are back on the floor and looked pretty darn good together. They've had time to gel, they've had time to practice, you know, actually kind of nice. The two of them have technically been on this team for a year now, over a year, just haven't played together yet. So uh, yeah, it's been good to see. Um, All right. NBA uh, is is loosening their I thought this was fun. They're they're loosening the dress code for coaches, you know, in the past uh, coaches uh, had a very strict dress code and Mike Brown always fashionably dressed for those games. I got to give Mike Brown credit. The guy looks amazing every time he goes out there. So apparently uh Washington uh the Warriors are hanging up their suits. I'm curious are we going to see Mike Brown in some uh Color coordinated sweatpants? I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see what uh, what they're what they're going for here. Let's move on to MLB. Uh, the winter meetings were this week, and nothing happened. This is usually the time where big signings are made, big trades are made, and this is like the third year in a row that these meetings have been ice cold. MLB's Got a weird free agent issue going on right now. So if we want to go back um, to to two years ago when, when um, was was last year with Machado, Dallas Kitchell, nobody was signing contracts. And the season was starting, and it, nobody was signing contracts. So the, those big-name free agents, no one wants to be the domino to fall, and nobody's fallen yet. So usually this is where we find out those big signings. So far, we have nothing. So here are the biggest rumors. Sorry, hit my microphone. Here are the biggest rumors from the winter meetings that, that we're just going to talk about briefly here. Um, so this is an article by Bleacher Report that's ranking the rumors, ranking the likelihood of MLB rumors from winter meetings actually happening. So we're, I don't care about the rankings. I just want to talk about what they actually are. Uh, so Cleveland, uh, still hearing offers for Francisco Lindor, Uh, There were a lot of stories about the Yankees being interested. I think that sort of uh, died down a bit. But uh, Francisco Lindor, do not expect him to stick around in Cleveland. Uh, Nelson Cruz and the Twins, there's a chance they could tie the knot back together once again. Cruz had a phenomenal season last year, 57 home runs. Uh, Wait a second. No, I'm sorry. Over the two years with Minnesota, at 57 home runs in 173 games, 308 batting average. Definitely the type of guy they want to bring back despite his age. Uh, the Red Sox. Red Sox are trying to sign Corey Kluber. They need they need help. They need pitching. They need everything right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, this happens. Every few years, Red Sox go out. They nab a huge name pitcher and it works out maybe a season or two and then fall apart you know I shouldn't I shouldn't say that they'll work out for the long term but it doesn't always lead to more than you know maybe a world series which is huge it's huge but when you're Boston you're the Red Sox right you have a big fan base you know they've always been like the Yankees is that you're expected to win it and be good every year and they haven't the last few years they're kind of roller coastering. They'll win the World Series and then they'll, you know, be bottom of the standings. Whatever it may be, um Kluber is uh could be going to Boston. See what happens there. Um all right, moving down the line. Angels are looking for a top of rotation starter. That's not a surprise, although they need a little bit of everything. Justin Turner, could he be leaving Los Angeles? The most recent I heard on this is that he's looking for a three-year contract from the Dodgers. Uh, we'll see if the Dodgers are willing to sign their third baseman and bring him back. I would imagine they are. He's been with the team since 2014. Um, he's he always batting always batting high. I think he was over 300 la- over the last seven years or so that he's been in there. His on-base percentage looks phenomenal. Um, 36 years old, yeah, okay, he's a little long in the tooth, I get that, but, uh, you know, if, I, I really think they're gonna, they're gonna do the right thing and bring him in, I don't know if a three year deal is happening, but they might bring him back on, on a one or two year, uh, deal, let's see, see what happens, uh, White Sox could be bringing in Liam Hendricks, he would definitely help bolster that bullpen, Hendricks has been lights out for, um, for the, uh, the A's, um, over the last couple of years, he's one of the best relievers in baseball. That would be a huge bump for them. The Mets, could they be signing George Springer, Trevor Bauer? It's possible. Bauer, I know, is out pitching for a number of teams right now, uh, hoping to get signed somewhere. George Springer possibly leaving Houston. Not surprised there. The Mets are out of the JT Real Mudo chase, though. And, uh, you know, the Phillies just signed, uh, just brought in Dombrowski as their new uh, their new president of baseball operations, so maybe uh, maybe just maybe he's going to go aggressive and say, hey, let's bring in Real Mudo. The Yankees could be going after Josh Bell. That would be huge. Yankees uh, adding yet another massive bat to their lineup. Josh Bell uh, last year or was it 2019? He hit 37 home runs, uh, 116 runs. I mean, the guy is. Phenomenal and he's under contract for a while Problem is he's a first baseman They already have Luke Voigt Luke Voigt was the home run uh, Champion last year Would they lose Voigt To get Bell It's possible Uh, We'll have to see what happens Uh, The other pirate they were talking about Is Talon Talon? He hasn't played last year Because of Tommy John surgery I don't know how to say that name Uh, Other rumors Chris Archer could be going to the Rays. A reunion may actually happen. Uh, and then Yankees and DJ LeMahieu. This has probably been the biggest story so far. I'm sorry, it's Corey Kluber that's throwing for other teams, not Trevor Bauer. I, I made a mistake there. Uh, LeMahieu and the Yankees remain apart. I suppose they have not um <laughs> haven't come to an agreement yet on terms. He is the batting champion from last year. He won the title. He was phenomenal. It helps that he was in a really good ballpark, but it's not just the ballpark. I mean, batting-wise, you have to remember DJ LeMahieu has only played for the Rockies and the Yankees, right? He's played in two very friendly batter batter friendly ballparks. Um, what does that mean going somewhere else? Could be nothing. Could be something. I think if he goes to a team that doesn't have that same oomph, maybe he doesn't hit as well. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, LeMahieu, 10 home runs, 41 runs, 364 batting average. The Yankees are going to want to keep this guy, but they're not even close yet on a contract. They're trying to stay below the, uh, the luxury tax line. We'll see if they do. Uh, we talked about the Mets and JT Realmuto. What's this one? Oh yeah. All right. Are we ready for, we want to go to the hockey. I want to talk about hockey. Cause it, there's been no hockey. It's been almost a year. Well, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's is not true. We had the playoffs. I'm just mad. The Penguins didn't make it very far. And yeah, we're going to talk about the Penguins today and it's not a good thing, but let's start from the beginning. Is there going to be hockey in 2020? Not anymore. Uh, it, there's not enough time for them to get anything started right now at the earliest, it would be January 13th. That's when we would see our first couple of games beginning. There would not be any preseason games. So I'm actually looking at a, uh, a Rangers blog, but that's fine. Uh, training camp would begin, uh, either, December 31st could begin January 3rd, somewhere in that range. You know, players have to be tested. They have to get back to their host cities. Um, So training camp is going to be at least two weeks from whenever a deal is decided because there's still no deal. This is just the current plan on the table. If they go this route, it would be a 56-game schedule, so not a lot of playing time, and uh, they'd probably treat COVID-19 like all the other uh, big... leagues sports leagues <laughs> like all the other big leagues do all right let's move on uh Braden Holtby oh no I'm sorry we're oh my goodness I'm jumping like I'm jumping a story ahead here we're not going to Braden Holtby just yet but we will division realignment just for the the 2020 season 2020 whatever 2021 season why are they doing this well to cut down and travel as much as possible so they, uh, they want to have four divisions, and it's going to be a bit of a mix. West, East, doesn't matter now. First is going to be the Canada division, uh, which is going to be fantastic to see. Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, all in one division. That's actually kind of exciting. You know, the Flames... So, of these teams, right, um, the, the Flames have been... On and off the last couple of years, they're definitely a competitor. The Oilers are a competitive team. The Canadians were a surprisingly competitive team last year. They're young and they're fast. The Senators, at times, they're, they you know now that they have Matt Murray as their goalie, they're better team now. They could be, maybe not a contender, but they could make noise. Then you have the Maple Leafs, which are definitely a contender at the moment. The Canucks, another team, young, scrappy. And then you have the Jets. So I, honestly, the Canada division's looking really good, and I'm curious to see um, how many teams from each division get in. Probably three or four. Maybe they're doing a wild card thing. I don't. I don't have that information yet. But uh, that that guarantees at least three Canadian teams. Let's say get into the playoffs. So that's exciting. The East division would be Bruins and Sabers. Um, and then you have the Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. So you're bas- basically all your Northeast teams. And this makes perfect sense to have them together. The Central divisions where things get a little weird. Um, Because you have plenty of teams, you know, in the Southeast. And you have plenty of teams, like, in the middle. Now you're just kind of mixing them together. So you have, like, Carolina and Chicago in the same division. Columbus, Detroit, that makes sense. They're pretty close together. Uh, Tampa and Florida and, and Carolina are the ones that are like way off down in the Southwest, and you have Nashville and Minnesota. So there's a that's that's the the group that's going to be traveling a lot, and you know they'll have to make it work. Uh, and then the West, you have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. And granted, these these teams are also going to have to travel a lot. It's going to be harder for those two divisions to stay in the bubble. Just there's so much more space. Um, and you know, the Canadian teams as well, although Canada's, uh, virus prevention has been much better than ours has. By the way, ESPN, I love this, uh, when discussing, do I have a picture? I do, I thought I did, uh, when discussing the realignment on their network, forgot to include the Flyers, and even had teams in the wrong division. I thought I had a picture of this, let's, let's see if we can... Let's see if we can reload and get one. There it is. There it is. Let's zoom in here. Yep. You're gonna notice that the penguins are listed in the central, and that the flyers are not listed at all. Good work, ESPN. We know how much you love to talk hockey. Definitely, definitely whenever I'm going want to learn about hockey or know more about hockey or, or read anything about hockey. You're my first source, guys. I mean, come on. The world worldwide leader in sports. Couldn't get that right. So, all right, ESPN. Let's talk about Braden Holtby. So, uh, Holtby uh, last week unveiled uh, what his new mask was going to be with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Holtby had wanted to go with a Thunderbird theme. Um, unfortunately, his design choice and... Uh, it's definitely an accurate looking Thunderbird. The problem is, is it was designed by a Swedish artist. And, and you know, when I think about it at first I said, Well, you know, my my school when I when I, you know let's let's go back in time here to, to Nick in high school, we were the Thunderbirds. But it wasn't it wasn't a Native American depiction of a Thunderbird. It was literally just a big chicken in a sweater. Uh Braden Holtby's Thunderbird, now that that looks like it probably should have been made by somebody of in, indigenous descent uh so those of you watching my youtube channel right now you can actually see it, it's a very cool idea it's a cool looking design but uh the local um first nation groups in canada were not fans and Holby took it down apologized and uh the rest is history pittsburgh penguins they are in hot water oh this is not what i was looking for what am i uh, after signing, wow. Okay, that's the wrong story. <laughs> Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Penguins were in hot water this week after signing somebody who has a history of sexual misconduct, and then Bill Guerin tried to sweep it under the rug. Uh, wow, I don't have this story. Nope, but Deadspin put out a story that says Mario Lemieux deploys signature move, staying silent on sexual assault. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, we're going to have to, um, uh, yeah, there's a lawsuit about it. This is when Bill Guerin was with the penguins. You know, he's the GM now for the wild. Uh, I'm going to have to find the story again maybe we'll talk about it next week. So look at me sweeping it under the rug. I'm not really trying to do that. I I thought I had the story pulled up on my phone. I didn't. And I don't want to give you wrong information here, even though I, I constantly do it, uh, on accident. I don't want to purposely do it today. All right. I love this. Wait, we have to go. We're gonna talk about the Boston Red Boston Boston fans in general. As you know, I am a dog hard Yankees fan. I don't, don't like the Red Sox. I like the city of Boston. Just don't like your sports teams. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm a native New Yorker, and that's just how it goes. But the city's great. I love the city of Boston. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, so um, <laughs> <laughs> this big snowstorm uh, happened in Boston a week ago, and uh, a local Boston TV station was covering the snowstorm, decided to have a chat with a couple of people out in the world, happened to meet somebody from Canada who was telling them he loves the snow, this and that. They had no idea that it was six-time NHL All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist Jerome Aginla, who, yes, played briefly, I'll, I'll say, but did play for the Bruins, Uh, Of course, everyone in Canada would probably flip out about this. But in the U.S., it just shows how much anti-hockey knowledge there is. And it's such a shame. But I do love how he, he made reference to himself being a Canadian. Let's see. We're from Canada, so it's not too crazy. I mean, we've got some winter tires used to this growing up. So it's not great. I'll tell you, you get some tough stretches, but if you don't go too fast, it's doable. (laughs) I just love that he's out there talking about the traffic and the weather and driving. Nobody realizes that, uh, that that's what that is. Uh, then slightly later in the week, uh, apparently a fan was, um, where, where's the story here? Uh, Yeah, a a fan out there, a Boston fan, uh, ran into Manny Ramirez. Had no idea who he was. Manny even said hi to him, loved his hat, asked him who his favorite player was. Um, But yeah, the guy had no idea who Manny Ramirez was. That's a little harder to swallow. I mean, Manny Ramirez for a while was like one of the faces of Boston, him and and David Ortiz. So uh, yeah, what's next, guys? I I mean... (laughs) Is Big Poppy gonna walk around the street and you're not gonna recognize him? Tom Brady, perhaps? I don't know. But uh yeah, not a great week for Boston sports fans recognizing their own stars. And this stuff happens. I love I love videos of like they a lot of Jimmy Fallon, I think, does this a lot where he'll take a star, and make him walk around downtown and uh in, in New York and, and you know, ask have have fans ask questions, have, him ask questions to fans about himself and they don't recognize him. it's it's just funny. Okay, I'm done. I'm tired. With that, just want to say thanks for joining us, friends. Special thank you, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, logo designer, and set designer? We're working on the set. Don't you worry. You're going to see some changes coming up. I'm working on it. Christmas, we're getting. Ooh, I don't want to say it possibly a green screen maybe stick with us on that one special thanks as usual to josh woodward Uh, the music you hear is a song called golden sunrise by josh woodward you can find a link to his website in the show notes and of course our social media warriors gary mary k albert jorge Pajares, joe Calabro is always liking our stuff and so uh, we appreciate that thank you friends thank you very much um and i think that's all the time i have for today if you like what you heard, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And then make sure you like, subscribe, all those things. You can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'll play your message on the air. I'll do a backflip. I'll do whatever you want. Backflip might be tough. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm down, down like a clown. So send me your messages, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. And friends... As usual, I hope you have a fantastic evening. Uh, like, comment, share, Google me, Twitter me, TikTok me. I don't, I don't know what half of those things mean, but do it anyway because the sports commands it, and you don't want to upset the sports. Now, with that, Santa, one win. It's all you got to do, buddy. One win for the Jets. Come on, baby. Come on. They can do it. can do it can they do it i don't even know friends thank you for joining me adios arrivederci and good night